You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. to life? Are you looking for more joy, freedom, and purpose in your life? This is Living a Courageous, Authentic Life with your host, Jennifer Monahan. Many of us may be focused on getting ahead and achieving our goals, but we may soon realize that something is missing. Jennifer was there, and now she's here to help you reclaim your personal power, find joy, and realize your full potential. Now, please welcome the host of Living a Courageously Authentic Life, Jennifer Monahan. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today I want to talk about um, reclaiming the joy and curiosity of childhood. It was interesting. You can say what you want about Facebook and the problems inherent in, in that social media aspect, but it does have some really good points. So the other day, a friend of mine from high school sent me a message through Facebook, and we ended up calling each other and having this really great conversation. We had been really good friends when we were in high school, but then after graduation, we both went our separate ways and we gradually lost touch and we hadn't spoken in decades. I mean, it had been a long time since we talked. And so we spent a couple hours catching up. And so that's a wonderful thing about Facebook, right? It allows you to reconnect with people. As you can imagine, um, we, we had a lot to talk about. And after we caught up on what we had each done with our lives since we had last seen each other, uh, so basically from high school to today, we then uh, we started reminiscing about our time together in high school, our classmates, the teachers we had had, the things we had done. And at one point, my friend said to me, you know, I really wish I still had that same perspective and attitude and carefreeness of that time. And it got me to thinking, right? I, I mean, everyone, as they go through life, has difficult times. And sometimes it feels like life takes a giant two by four and whacks us up on the side of our heads. And uh, just to do it to make things even more difficult or even harder for us and more difficult and harder for us to even feel happy and carefree like we did when we were younger. And yet there are some of us who do manage to keep our youthful innocence, our positivity and our carefree attitudes while others get completely weighed down by life burdens. And they either go through life like a robot or a zombie with occasional bursts of life or even worse, you know, they completely give up and they become, you know, a grumpy hot mess. So what is it about those people who are able to hold on to it? You know, what causes one person to go one way and be 
maintain their carefree and their happiness and their joy and their innocence and another go the other way where they just feel completely beaten down by life. And that's not to say that they're not happy, right? They have happy moments and they find joy in certain moments, but that aspect of themselves that was so alive and so positive and so joyful when they were much younger seems to have disappeared. So I want to talk about that today, and we'll, we'll talk about how to reclaim that carefree and curious way of living that children have and how to bring it forward into our adult lives, uh, because I truly do believe that when we can bring that forward, our lives become not only more enjoyable, but more meaningful because we're much more open than perhaps we are as adults when we don't connect to that carefreeness and that curiosity and that joy. Now, this is slightly different than the concept of happiness, right? The carefreeness and that feeling of innocence and joy and curiosity and all of that is different than happiness. But I find it interesting that according to happiness researchers, such as Gretchen Rubin, we each have a baseline level of happiness and a range in which it can rise and fall. So let's say it's on a 10 point scale and maybe your baseline level of happiness is six or seven. You know, we can go up or down a few points on that scale. And what, what Gretchen Rubin says is where we typically have our baseline, um, it's determined by several different factors. She says that about 50% of that spot is genetically determined. So just kind of how we are, uh, things like that. Another 10 to 20% of that happiness is based on our life circumstances, such as our age, our health, and our occupation. And she says it leaves about 30% of our baseline happiness completely in our control, right? And we can choose to either get to the top of our happiness range or to go to the bottom, which means that we can choose whether we're happy or not and how happy we are. So that power exists within us. In, in fact, Ruben actually says that we can change our baseline and make it higher by making small, consistent conscious changes in our everyday lives so that we can get rid of those things that drag us down and increase those things that make us feel better and happier. So my thinking is, if we have the capability to do this with our happiness level, there's really no reason why we can't do this with our overall outlook on life and our general level of feeling carefree, curious, and positive. Now, again, we all have good days and we have bad days, and on those bad days, we may not feel carefree or positive, and that's completely okay, right? Having a carefree, positive, and curious outlook on life doesn't mean that we ignore those times when we need to be serious or responsible or when we need to mourn or be angry or whatever it is that we need to feel. I mean, we have to acknowledge and accept those things. But we can do so in a way that allows us to rebound much quicker, much more quickly back to our carefree, positive, joyful way of being. In fact, when you look at little kids, right, they do fully experience and express their emotions. So we've all seen, you know, children who are crying over something or having, you know, the meltdown in the middle of the supermarket or getting seeing them get angry or be serious and focused on something that's important to them. They have the full range of emotions in their lives as well. Their emotions are no different than when we're an adult. But what they generally do 
is they give themselves over to the emotion or the experience. So even if that means they're having a complete meltdown in the supermarket, they feel the moment and then they release the, the energy and the emotion around it so they can get back to, you know, ground zero or, or their foundation or their, their set point for their personality and their carefreeness, et cetera. So that child in the supermarket having the meltdown can be smiling and laughing two minutes later, right? We've seen that as well. So my hypothesis is that we are all by nature wired to be curious, carefree, and positive because we see that in every single child out there. Um, they're curious about the world around them. They, they look to and they interact with everything and it might be things that we don't think are, you know, interesting or important like, you know, I don't know, a rock or a flashlight or, or the steering wheel of the car, but they're curious. They're carefree, right? They, they don't let life weigh them down. Even when they have a difficult time, even when they're feeling sad or angry or depressed or whatever, they, they bounce back to that carefree state of mind and then they're positive. So I think the extent to which each of us can be like that curious, carefree, and positive will vary by who we are, much as that happiness baseline varies by person. But this trait is one that I believe we can reconnect with. Our curiosity, our carefreeness, and our positivity may be slightly different today because we're adults, right? And so we've experienced more of of life. Uh, You know, our interaction with that steering wheel or that rock is not new anymore. We know what it is, but it's still there waiting to be uncovered. And today we're going to talk about ways you can do this. Call in with your questions or your thoughts, 866-451-1451. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. French Rastafarian baker Chef Ugmat is a fourth generation baker and has worked in 11 countries across three continents. Born in Mulhouse, France, he began apprenticing in his father's bakery at age 12 and has devoted his life to learning cultures of the world from inside kitchens across the globe. He also teaches traditional French baking by hosting demonstrations and classes, and his passion for baking is reflected in his delicious confections. With a deep respect for discipline and his Rastafarian way of life, Chef Ouvmat exemplifies commitment to tradition and culture in a global world. Traveling extensively and combining a myriad of flavors into his recipes, Chef Ugmat brings a unique approach to baking. To read more about the French Rastafarian baker, visit www.frenchchefoug.com. That's H-U-G-U-E-S. Bon appétit and bless up. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands 
thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today we're talking about reclaiming the joy and curiosity of childhood. And if you have any thoughts or questions on the topic, feel free to give me a call at 866-451-1451. I was talking with a new client the other day, and she told me that she sometimes gets these, well, she'll call them crazy ideas of things that she should be doing or that she wants to do. Uh, they're things that she wants to explore. And yet she told me that she usually tells herself that she's being silly and irresponsible and then she doesn't go and do them. And these things that are coming to her mind that she says are crazy are not like way out there things. They're, they're things like learning to play an instrument or taking a painting class or going, you know, for a hike or something like that. They're, they're things that actually bring forward creativity in, in our lives. But her adult part of herself sees them as frivolous and unnecessary in the day-to-day world of working, paying bills, and taking care of a family. Now, on the one hand, this is heartbreaking, right? We Here's someone who wants to explore and try something new, but won't actually give herself the permission to do so. But on the other hand... I was really, really happy to see that that part of her that is curious, that's carefree, is still there, right? It's coming up with ideas of things to do. Let's go take a painting class. Let's go learn how to play an instrument. And it's still there, even though it's kind of layered underneath all of those adult responsibilities. It's doing its best to make itself heard and known. So this is the first thing you can do to recapture that youthful approach to life. Give yourself permission. Most question, most children don't question or limit their fascination when they see something new or they're chasing after a butterfly or they're building an entire castle and villages in their mind's eye as they're playing in the sand at the beach, right? They don't ask for permission. They just go and do it. They explore their creativity and they have fun with it. Somewhere along the way, each one of us has made a decision about what constitutes being an adult and how an adult is supposed to behave and act, what they should be doing. And based on that definition, we began putting boundaries around ourselves, right? We, we say, no, an adult doesn't do this. An adult can't act this way. They have to do this. They need, maybe they need to be serious all the time, or they've got to, you know, I've got to work at least 70 hours a week because that's what an adult does. And I get it, right? And actually, there are certain ways we are supposed to act and be when we're in different situations, right? As an adult, we do have a responsibility to act and be a certain way, but that doesn't mean that we can't bring curiosity, positivity, and a carefree attitude forward. And I'll give you an example. 
So some of you may know, a couple months ago, the 18-year-old kid who helps me out in my yard was really, really excited because his class, he's a, it's the equivalent of a senior in high school, was going to go on this week-long field trip to a number of different places in Guatemala. So he and his classmates, they're studying to work in the tourism industry. So maybe they want to be tour guides or hotel workers or cooks or whatever it is. And they're going to go to some of the more popular places that tourists would go. So he asked me, do you have any extra work? Because I, I really want some extra spending cash for the trip. And of course, I said yes. And uh, he came every morning before school and then on Saturdays. And we counted down the days to his trip. I mean, this kid's excitement over going on this trip was so palatable that I couldn't help but get excited for him as well. And then about four days before the trip, he came to my house and he was visibly sad and down. I mean, you could see it. And I said to him, what's going on? And he said, the trip's going to be canceled because they can't find an adult female who could be a chaperone. The class is about half girls. And before I even knew what I was doing, I volunteered to be the chaperone. And uh, after a school meeting that I was not at, um, it was decided that I would be an acceptable chaperone and off we went. Now, side note, um, I don't have children. I've never been a chaperone and my Spanish isn't that great. So part of me is thinking it's hysterical that I am being a chaperone for this trip. And then the other part of me is saying, oh my God, what did I just do? I mean, I have to be the adult on this trip and responsible for, um, for these kids. Now there were about 30 kids and about half of them, 14 of them were girls. So as the chaperone, obviously, there were some standards I needed to adhere to. I needed to be alert and keep an eye on the girls, right? Make sure they're all accounted for. When we're boarding up the, the bus, you know, are all 14 of them there? I needed to check in on the ones that weren't feeling well. And there were a couple that, you know, were having some minor health problems and be willing to make recommendations to get professional medical attention if it was needed. I needed to be a sounding board and provide advice if necessary. And it goes without saying that I also needed to model the behavior that we wanted the kids to have, right? So be respectful, be responsible, you know, um, honor and respect the places we were going to, et cetera. But even with all of that, I realized that it didn't mean I couldn't have fun. I could have fun on this trip, right? Even within the parameters of chaperoning a bunch of teenage kids, I could still let my happy, positive, carefree part of me out. And I did. I mean, I laughed with the kids when they were being silly and I couldn't hide it when they were playing harmless jokes on each other. I mean, the boys especially were constantly like doing the, he poked me game and trying to blame it on somebody else. I mean, fun stuff. I can't help but laugh during that. And when we went out, to clubs at night because they were old enough here to go to dance clubs. When we went out to the clubs at night, I danced with them because why not? And guess what? That did not diminish me as a chaperone. In fact, I think it made me even more effective as a chaperone. And I'll tell you why. The kids connected with me and even started to trust me because they felt they could be themselves with me and not be um, ridiculed or chastised for some little things like having fun in a harmless way, right? They, um, they, they trusted me and they started to come to me with some of their problems and share their dreams and their hopes and everything, which I thought was an incredible gift for them to be able to give that to me. 
So when I did have to be the adult one night, it was around midnight, and the hotel manager came to me saying that the kids were making too much noise. Uh, They were out on the beach right in front of the hotel, and other guests were complaining about it. You know, I walked down to where the kids were and I spoke to one of one of the kids and I said, hey, you guys can be out here. No problem. Right. You don't have to go to your rooms, but you need to be a little bit more quiet. There's a family with a a baby and the noise you guys were making woke up the baby and they listened to me. And they immediately quieted down. I mean, the one kid I spoke to went and talked to everybody else. I'll share more about this when we come back from our break. If you have any questions or comments, give me a call at 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Stapula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for people with disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapoulis drives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. Do you ever wonder why certain things are happening in your life? How to start a business or a new direction? Need answers? Astrologer Bonnie Perbula can help you reveal your true self and gain strength and focus so you can achieve greater joy and success. Working with a natal birth date, time, and location, Bonnie brings out qualities to aid you in getting the best from your life. She can help you unlock dormant traits to bring you greater awareness. Bonnie also conducts public speaking engagements to educate aspiring astrologers on their journey to the stars. A gifted artist, Bonnie bridges her talents and recently launched a line of Astro Bears, uniquely created in colors of individuals' astrology charts. She also makes one-of-a-kind necklaces of crystal beads and woven thread. To learn more about the world, of Bonnie Prabula, go to BonnieGPrabula.com and for astrology consulting, visit astrologyconsultants.com or call or email her at 808 526 1536 or BonnieGP at AOL.com. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Ronahan. And today we're talking about reclaiming the joy and curiosity of childhood. And just before the break, I was sharing that I I believe you can give yourself permission to bring these aspects of yourself forward, even when you're in your adult life. And I was talking about how when I was a chaperone for a bunch of kids here in Guatemala, I did that. And I felt that that allowed me to actually connect with the kids even more. So I appreciated that I could be both the adult chaperone and still have curiosity, positivity, fun, and carefreeness during that week with the kids. And that connection with those kids has carried forward. So even now, it's been a couple months, when the kids see me in town, you know, they always wave, they always say hello. And I like to think that I showed them a way that they can have the best of both worlds. So my question for you is, you know, just reflecting on your own life, how are you holding yourself back from being who you are naturally? 
You know, have you set up artificial boundaries about what it means to be an adult? Are you telling yourself like my client that something you want to do is stupid or childish or irresponsible? When in reality, it's just that innate curiosity about life that we all have that's coming through. So think about it and, and look for ways that you can start to break through uh, those boundaries that you've set. And it can be simple ways like me laughing with the kids when they're, they're doing harmless pranks on one another. Still means I can be the adult, but I can have fun along the way. So I challenge you to do the same with your lives. Now, another, another way that you can reclaim the joy and curiosity of childhood, again, comes from, from looking at kids. Do you remember when you were a kid how you'd get totally absorbed or engrossed in something? So maybe it was when you were building a model airplane or a model car or you're playing baseball with your friends or playing dress up or reading a book. Whatever it was, most of the time when we were kids, we were focused on the here and the now. So when we were building those stars or playing baseball, our mind wasn't going anywhere else. In fact, usually unless there was a major holiday or a birthday coming up, we didn't seem to spend too much time thinking about the future or the past. We just focused on whatever it was that was on hand. And somehow we seemed to always make time for the things that we enjoyed doing. Now. Sometimes that meant we weren't doing our schoolwork, and that's a whole other show. But the point is we gave ourselves permission to do it. We made the time to do it, and then we stayed present so that we truly enjoyed what it was that we were doing. And this idea of staying in the present is critical to our being able to reclaim the feelings of positivity and carefreeness of our childhood. When we're in the present and we're living in the now, we remove a lot of the stress and worry that we're carrying with us from our lives. And that's because most of our stress and worry comes from either what we think might happen in the future, right? So we're worrying about something that may or may not happen, right? We're thinking about that or from us reliving something, usually something unpleasant from our past, Take a moment right now, I mean, even while I'm talking, and connect to your life that you have right now in this moment. And, and really do this. So while I'm talking, I'd love for you to do this. So what is your physical body doing right now? If you're sitting at your desk at work, you know, feel how the chair feels. Is it soft and squishy? Uh, do you feel its solid support holding you up? What about the surface of your desk or your workstation? Is it cool? Is it smooth? How do your feet feel? Are they firmly planted on the ground? Bring in and engage your other senses as well. So look around your space without any judgment. What do you see? You know, do you see photos? Do you see little things on your desk? If you're working from home, is your cat sleeping on the, the couch? What do you see? Can you hear other people or birds or traffic? You know, has somebody burned popcorn in the office microwave and you can smell it right now? Or are you enjoying the yummy brownies that somebody brought in for you? So really connect with what you're doing right now. And here's the million dollar question. As you connect to this very moment and fully engage in it, what stress or worry are you feeling or experiencing? If
if you were able to be fully present in this moment? Your answer is probably none. You know, unless in this moment you're doing something like wrestling with a gorilla. In that case, you can definitely feel some stress. But when we're connected to this present moment and we're feeling it with all of our senses, you typically do not feel any or at least not much stress or worry. And the point is, whatever your current situation is, when you remove most, if not all of the stress and worry from your life, you naturally become more carefree. We carry a lot on our shoulders that we don't need to, and it may not even be real, right? We can spend a lot of energy worrying about something that may or may not happen. And the weight of all that makes it difficult for us to feel positive. When you stay in the present moment, you allow yourself to be more carefree. And that is a wonderful thing to bring forward in your life. Because one, it allows you to see more positivity in your current situation. And two, it opens up the door for you to come up with solutions to any problems that you might be having at the time. You may still have to deal with things, right? That's part of life. But when we focus only on those things, um, do so when you can do something about it. Release the others. There's, there's a lot of things that are completely out of our control, right? So release those. We can't do anything about whether it's going to be a beautiful day over the weekend for, you know, that party we're going to. We can't do anything about, you know, the health or well-being, you know, the health of somebody who has cancer aside from praying, right, and making sure they have medical care. We, our, our, our worrying about them is not going to cure them, right? So release those things and release them with the best intentions for an easy resolution or a happy resolution or, a, you know, the best for all involved, right? And stop carrying the weight of them. Along those same lines, take a look around you and see where else you may be carrying weight that you don't need to. So I talked about, you know, the emotional and mental burdens that we carry, but there is also a physical burden that we carry with us. And, and this physical burden can weigh us down and remove some of our care as well. I'll talk more about that physical burden when we come back from our break. If you have any questions or comments, give me a call at 866-451-1451. We'll be right back. Essential Nutrients LLC is the brainchild of entrepreneur Barbara Burns. Inspired by a desire to help others, Barbara worked with a team of scientists to develop unique nutritional liquid supplements with the goal to improve the quality of your life. Glucosamine, zinc, and calcium are essential to well-being, and this is the focus of Essential Nutrients, LLC. Whether you're a professional athlete, weekend warrior, student, business owner, or homemaker, Essential Nutrients offers products for everyone, including the family pet. And they're easy to take, no pills. Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of essential liquid nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take essential products today and start to measure the difference. 
Are you looking for employment and live in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is the place for you. Are you an employer looking to fill a position or quite a few positions in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is for you. Employers, JobsAnnex.com is your resource for career-minded people. JobsAnnex.com is the convenient place for job seekers and employers to hook up and move forward. Jobs Annex has been serving Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties for over 14 years. Jobs Annex is a former employment search firm. We've evaluated many thousands of resumes and we understand what employers want and what job applicants need to be successful in their interviews. At Jobs Annex, we provide you with the tools to tell your story for free. Our resources at JobsAnnex.com will help each applicant construct an award-winning resume, an eye-catching cover letter, and key interview questions to ask in various types of interviews. Best of all, it's free. JobsAnnex.com. That's J-O-B-S-A-N-N-E-X.com. And we're back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we're talking about reclaiming the joy and curiosity of childhood. And just before the break, I was saying, you know, we carry a lot of mental and emotional weight with us through life that we don't actually need to carry. I mean, there is some that's part of, of living life, but we tend to take on more than, than we really need. Along those same lines, we also have physical weight that we carry with us. And so with those, that physical weight, I, I, I'd suggest you take a look around and see where you may be carrying things uh, that weigh you down and remove your carefreeness. And, you know, a lot of us have a lot of physical stuff around, you know, we look in our homes and there's tons of stuff and, and we definitely need things to live comfortably. But when we have a lot of extra stuff that maybe doesn't bring us joy and it's just sitting there gathering dust or is broken or cluttering up the space, it can add pressure and stress and weight to our lives. There is definitely a, a correlation between living simply and living carefree and having a, an, a level of carefreeness. So what have you been carrying around from a physical perspective that you can release and lighten your load? Living in the moment also gives you the gift of time. I was just talking with somebody about how sometimes it seems like time goes by so fast. But do you remember when you were a kid during the summer break from school? Every day seemed to last forever. And the entire summer felt like an eternity. You never really felt rushed or like, oh my gosh, the summer's already over, right? In two weeks, it's going to be Labor Day. And that's because for the most part, when you're a kid, you're living in the present moment. Compare that to your most recent day off. Were you running around, worrying about all the other things on your to-do list? Maybe you drove to the oil change place and when you sat down in the waiting area, you realized that you had absolutely no memory of the drive to the oil change place because you were so busy worrying about something else on your to-do list? If so, if your days off are like that, they're probably flying by in a blur and it's because you're not being fully present in any moment. They say that time goes faster the older you get. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that at least a good portion of that speed is based on the fact that we do not live in the present moment. We're racing around in our past and in our future like time travelers, and we totally miss the time that we actually have in front of us. Children inherently know the value of the present moment, and they know that pretty much anything can happen in that present moment. 
they look around and wonder at what is in front of them and what is unfolding. When was the last time you looked at something with wonder and were really, truly present in that moment? Sometimes we have a moment like, uh, like that when we pause to watch the beauty of the sunset or we walk in our flower garden admiring the new flowers that have opened up over the last few days. Or maybe you're seeing your child for the first time. That's a big moment, right? But usually as adults, it takes something special or spectacular to get us to pause, connect with the present moment, and feel the wonder and awe of the world around us. So the second thing you can do to regain your childlike curiosity, joy, and carefreeness is to live in the present moment. Cultivate mindfulness and look at everything in your world with wonder and awe for its being there and the magic of it being there. This morning, I've been planting grass in my yard here at my house in Guatemala. And five days ago, I put down the first grass seed. And today I went out and it started sprouting. And I allowed myself to really experience the wonder and awe of that. And I was amazed at how joyful and excited I was as a result of that. So give that a try. The third thing that can help you recover and reclaim your childhood joy and curiosity is to use your creativity. Now, when you were a kid, if you found a stick in the yard, that stick could be a sword. It could be a magic wand. It could be first base for the baseball game. It could be the line you had to pull the tug-of-war rope over, or who knows what else, right? That stick was not just relegated to being a stick. It could be anything your imagination said it was. You know, and the same was true of anything else that we came across. So a large box like a refrigerator box, which was gold when you were a kid, right? Because that could be a house. It could be a fort. It could be a truck. It could be a spaceship. You were only limited by your imagination. And every item you came into contact with had the possibility to be something else or an important part of whatever imaginary world you were creating. But somewhere along the way, some of us put away our creativity and we focus on the, the quote, real stuff. Maybe we worry that other people will make fun of us if we continue to be creative and play. Or maybe, you know, sometimes we do swap one set of creativity for another. So we we move away from the creativity of playing with sticks and boxes and we move into the creativity needed for marketing or advertising, for example. But even then, we may not have that same type of reckless abandon and faith as we did when we were children. So... In order to recapture that, right, it's real simple. Get out there and play and be creative. So my client that I mentioned at the beginning of today's show, when I did the shamanic session for her, one of the messages that came forward was was that she needed to play and explore through her play. She was looking for insights into where she should be going in her life. And the answer was, you need to go and play and explore. This type of play and creativity allows us to try new and different things with no stress, unless we put it on ourselves, right? No stress, while we can also recapture the joyfulness and carefreeness of childhood. And at the same time, it actually increases our ability to be creative and solve problems during our adult life. So look for ways to bring fun and enjoyment into everything you do. Even those things that you don't enjoy are just a real drag to do. And I'll give you another example from my life. When I was uh, going to school, math was my least favorite subject. In fact, when I was a, a junior 
a sophomore or junior, I can't remember, in high school, they had us take this test where you answered a bunch of questions and then the results came back, the type of work that would be perfect for you. Um, the dead last thing on the list was a math teacher. And in case you're wondering, TV producer or director was the first thing on the list. Anyhow, somehow I convinced my teachers in high school that I was good at math. And instead of taking math classes, they had me teach a computer science class, develop an exam for incoming freshmen to place them in their correct math class, and had me teach a math class to younger kids. So I managed to squeak through high school with only having to take two math classes in four years over eight semesters, right? When I got to college, they did this entry test for math and by some miracle, I passed the test and I didn't have to take any math at all while I was in my undergrad course. My luck ran out when I started my master's program. And um, I'm going to tell you what happened and how I brought a sense of joy and fun to calculus when we come back. If you have any questions or comments, give me a call at 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. There are artists and then there's Alice Asmar. This award-winning artist has spent her entire life devoted to her artistic pursuits and has had a lifelong fascination with American Indians of the southwestern United States. Her book, Dance to the Great Spirit, showcases her drawings and paintings inspired by sacred rituals of the Pueblo Indians, and four of her lithographs are in permanent collection at the National Museum of American History and the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. She is one of four artists in the United States to win a Woolley Fellowship for study in Paris at L'École des Beaux-Arts and has been featured in numerous publications. She's exhibited at the world's most prestigious museums and galleries and recently won a 20-year service award from the Burbank City Council and the inaugural art competition of the Foundation of the United States in Paris. Visit www.asmarart.com, www.aliceasmarinternational.com and email alice at aliceasmar at aol.com. WikiWags brings harmony back into your home for male dogs and their owners. Inventor and entrepreneur Linda Jangula has created the disposable doggy diaper wraps made with the male dog in mind. The built-in wicking ability prevents rashing and other potential health issues for your dog. Each wrap comes in four sizes and has dual reattachable magic tabs for easy adjustments. And each size has a 7-inch logo strip for adjustability so they are comfortable and easy to use. No more fuss, just leave the mess to us. Whether you're in or out, your dog will be free to run about. Stop cleaning and start enjoying your home, and you can even leave your dog alone. To order your WikiWags, visit wikiwags.com, or to find out where to buy WikiWags in your town, visit mywikiwags.com and start enjoying having man's best friend around. Welcome back. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and today we're talking about how to reclaim the joy and curiosity of childhood. And I was sharing just before the break that math is not one of my happiest or favorite subjects, and I'm not happy doing it. Um, and I managed to get through high school and undergrad without having much math at all, but my luck ran out when I was going for my master's degree. I had to take both calculus and statistics, two classes that completely filled me with dread. And to make matters worse, just you know, adding insult to injury, the calculus class was every Saturday morning for three hours. I'd have to drive up to Hartford, Connecticut from West Haven, Connecticut, so a good hour drive, three hour class and drive back. 
So I decided on my first day of class that I needed to change my attitude about the class and figure out a way that I could have fun because otherwise the semester was going to be torture for me. So for my calculus class, what I did was I pretended that I was a private investigator looking for clues to solve a crime. And every problem I did and solved was a clue. And I told myself that if I got an A in the class, then that meant that I was like a, a rock star private investigator and I'd solved this incredible crime that no one else in the world had been able to do. And I literally imagined myself dressed up kind of like Sherlock Holmes for every class. And I'd look around at my classmates as if they were suspects in the crime. I'm sure they probably thought I was weird, but it didn't matter because I had fun in my calculus class, I actually started to look forward to going to, to it because of what my imagination was doing. And I actually earned an A in it, which meant I was a major world's best private investigator. For my statistics class, we had to map out the probability of something happening as part of our final project. And pretty much everyone in the class was doing a project to determine if a particular stock on the stock market was going to increase or decrease in value. I have about as much interest in the stock market as I do in math, so uh, that wasn't going to work for me. But what I do like is chocolate. So I ended up doing a probability analysis of the likelihood of a bag of plain M&Ms having a certain mix and percentage of each color in it. Now, in all honesty, my, my statistics professor thought I was mocking the science of statistics with this project, and he told me that I should do my project on something more important or serious, but I chose to ignore him. And instead, I drove around to stores all over the state of Connecticut buying bags of M&Ms and recording the contents and doing all the statistical analyses on them. My coworkers loved it because I was bringing the candy into work every day and I was having fun. And guess what? I passed the class. I didn't get an A. I think I got a B in that class, but good enough, enough to pass. So this, this third way of bringing that childhood energy, that carefreeness, that joy, that positivity, that curiosity back in your life is to find ways to bring play, fun, and creativity into your daily life. And then while you're at it, add in some spontaneity, right? We, we tend to really focus our lives and say, I've got to do this at that time and blah, 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 blah. Every minute is accounted for. Allow yourself to go with the flow and say yes when an opportunity for some fun comes into your life. Another thing you can do is be open and loving. So again, as we go through life, we begin to develop expectations and judgments of others. We, we end up closing off our hearts to people who live differently than us or look differently or worship dis differently. We start to see people as good or bad and our sphere of love, people that we can extend love to become smaller. But this is not true of children. So a typical child who's been brought up in a safe, secure home life is capable of loving everyone and doesn't see the differences. Uh, there's a ton of stories and videos on Facebook and YouTube about the capacity of kids to love. So for example, there's this one story that I saw on Facebook recently about two young boys. They're in kindergarten. So they're maybe about five years old. One is African-American, the other one's white, and they are the best of friends and they are thick as thieves, right? They do everything together. When the mother of the, the little white boy took him to the barber to get his hair cut, he insists that he has to get his hair cut in the same style as his best friend. And then he says, and this is the beautiful part of it, right? No one will be able to tell the two of us apart when we both have the same haircut. 
I mean, how beautiful is that? This young child saw only one difference between him and his friend of another race, and that was that they styled their hair differently. His capacity for love and acceptance of another human being was completely, completely open. Uh, then there's this story of this little boy, Austin. Now, he's four. Uh, and he dresses up as a superhero. He has a cape and he has tights. And what he does is he delivers food to the homeless people in Birmingham, Alabama. He had been watching a TV program with his dad where it was about panda bears. And uh, I guess on the program, a panda rejected its cub. And Austin was sad and said, what's going to happen to that baby? Baby panda doesn't have a mommy anymore. And his dad ended up explaining to him what it meant to be homeless without having parents around. And his dad actually took it a step further and took little Austin to a homeless shelter so he could see that there are people who are homeless. When they got there, Austin immediately asked, well, let's bring them food. And that became the start of a weekly trip for this little boy. He uses his weekly allowance to buy the food. Since the story has come out, other groups have started donating money to the cause as well. But he said, I'm going to give my weekly allowance. He buys the food. He dresses up in his superhero costume and he hands out the food. He doesn't judge the people who are homeless. Um, he gives them love, quite frankly, that's so often missing from their lives, right? This is one, one group of our society who's so marginalized and cut off from contact with others. And here's this little boy, you know, bringing them, you know, Burger King or McDonald's or whatever, and giving them high fives and beaming love and joy at them as he does so. Um, in fact, his superhero shirt has the words show love on it. And he says that what he does is he gives food and smiles. So this capacity of love is inherent in who we are. And if you watch any young child, you'll see them sharing love, whether it's through a hug and a kiss, it's the gift of a treasured toy, or even just sitting down next to someone and talking with them. I mean, you often hear about residents of nursing homes who are waiting for the weekends, right? Those are the days when people come to visit and they bring their young children with them. These kids will go and they'll visit everybody, right? They'll, they'll go from room to room to talk to, you know, both their grandma and then maybe, you know, auntie, you know, by, by virtue of the, the person being in the same nursing home, you know, Auntie Joe or whatever. Uh, they tell silly stories, they give hugs, and they basically bring light to these elderly people's lives. Children don't hold back, right? They don't hold back their love and only give it to people who deserve it or have somehow earned it. They don't discriminate when they give love and who they give love to. They know, and it's true for all of us, that love is available to everyone and can be shared, and they do. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk more about this. Call in with any questions or comments, 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. Introducing BetterHomeAndGarden.com. That's www.BetterHomeAndGarden.com with just the letter N in Better Home and Garden. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the highest quality products on the market that are environmentally safe and effective and to make them available to you at the lowest possible prices. BetterHomeAndGarden.com understands that kind of creativity and do-it-yourself attitude. Thus, we developed our website, BetterHomeAndGarden.com. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the following products right online. 
bath, bedding, collectibles, craft, sewing and hobby, food and beverage, furniture, home decor, kitchen and dining, lamps and lighting, large appliances, musical instruments, outdoor cooking, patio items, pet supplies, plant and garden, rug and floor coverings, small appliances, travel and luggage, and so much more. Better Home and Garden is an online retailer offering a wide variety of high-quality brand-name merchandise at discount prices. Our service is personal, and we aim to please. Visit us at www.betterhomeandgarden.com. Make your home your own. Intergenerational programming is uniting America due to the tireless efforts of Dr. Ramona Frischman. Retired from the Miami-Dade County Public School System, Dr. Frischman continues to develop intergenerational learning programs aimed to improve the lives of children, young adults, and seniors through unique strategies and public policy in order to establish a mutually supportive agenda. She views intergenerational programs as a resource for policymakers and the general public on economic, social, and personal initiatives that govern our society. Her work bridges the generational gap, providing many individuals the opportunity to explore areas of common ground and celebrate each other's diversity. Contact Ramona Frischman at RamonaLong at AOL.com or visit www.gu.org to learn more about intergenerational programming. Patricia Fayweather Harlow is passionate about the environment and conserving our natural resources. She's written a five-part book series for all ages called Rock with Rodney and Party with Perky to Preserve Wildlife, which brings awareness through these vibrant characters on preserving and protecting our national parks and historic landmarks. Harlow has launched a campaign to mobilize green supporters, informing a united front against big oil, big coal, and the Keystone XL pipeline. And she addresses the controversial practice of fracking in books four and five. She's determined to bring greater awareness to the dangers of drilling and running crude oil through pipelines that cut through pristine landscapes. And she empowers readers to take action in keeping America beautiful. To learn more about Patricia Fayweather Harlow and to purchase her books, visit www.patricia-fayweather-harlow.com. That's F-A-Y-E-R-W-E-A-T-H-E-R. And play your part in preserving the landscape that we all share and love. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we've been talking about reclaiming the joy and curiosity of childhood. And just before the break, I was saying that one thing that children do is they share their love. They know that it's available to everyone and it can be shared, and they do so. So my question for you is, how can you share your love today? And it doesn't have to be some big grand gesture. Sometimes the simplest of things can make a difference in someone else's life. Uh, when I left my job in Connecticut and started working in Manhattan, everybody told me that it was going to change me. They predicted that I'd become stressed, I'd lose touch with myself and my connection with others. And I chose not to be agree with them. Uh, and in fact, I vowed to connect with more people. And once again, I made a game out of it. I tend to turn a lot of things into games just because I enjoy it, right? So I take Metro North, the commuter train from New Haven, Connecticut to Grand Central Station every day. And then I'd walk about 10 blocks from the train station into my office during rush hour, right? And rush hour in New York City is crazy, right? There's tons of people. You're, you're in Grand Central and there's throngs of people and you're just kind of pushing your way through trying to get to the sidewalk, right? I would challenge myself to make eye contact with at least 10 people on my walk to and from the office, right? Um, and obviously that could be really difficult, cell phones, people rushing around, et cetera. But 
what was really interesting was when I did do it, I could see how much a smile could just impact some one person. I'd make the eye contact and before the person could look away, because, you know, there's obviously something very personal about making eye contact and it connects you with another person. I would smile and I don't know, 90 to 95% of the time I'd see the person's face relax. Uh, they might've been scowling or looking tense or just being rushed. I'd smile at them. I'd have the eye contact. They would relax, calm down. They'd even slow down a little bit and then they'd either smile back or nod a greeting. And then we'd keep going in our respective directions, right? It was a quick two second interaction, but it was a way for me to show love to another human being as I went through my day. So look for ways you can show love to people and enjoy the feeling of joy that it gives them and you. So we've talked today about four ways you can reclaim the joy, carefreeness, and curiosity of childhood in your life today. I just want to recap them. One is give yourself permission to be childlike in your life. Remove those artificial boundaries and rules that you've put down uh, and that prevent you from having that joy and stuff. Two, live in the present moment so you can fully experience it. And that way you can release the weight of the future worry and past regrets from your life. Look for other ways that you can release weight from your life, such as getting rid of things you no longer need in your life. Three, be creative and use your imagination to make daily living and adventure and fun. Make games out of stuff like I do, if that, that works for you. And four, be open and loving to everyone. One last idea, and this is probably the most obvious one, but spend time with some kids. Let them lead the time together. Let them make the rules of whatever game it is that you're playing and throw yourself completely into the game or the imaginary world that they're exploring that day. You will have no problem feeling carefree and young and um, see yourself being positive at the same time. I want to thank you for listening today. Um, if you want to learn more about what I do and how I do it, visit my website at spiritevolution.co. Uh, on there, I've got a blog. You can check out my book. I have an upcoming retreat in January and a great online course to help you start to live the life that you want. Uh, and you can email me any questions that you may have from that site as well. Join me again next week. Uh, we're going to continue to explore living uh, courageously and authentically. I hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. This has been Living a Courageously Authentic Life with host Jennifer Monahan. Listen each week as Jennifer helps you get down to the core of who you are, discover and connect to your inner spark, and bring that forward consistently and consciously in your day-to-day -day life. Here on Jennifer Monahan's Living a Courageously Authentic Life. been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.